The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I'm honored that United Conservatives received a strong mandate from Albertans to get Alberta back to work, to grow our economy, create jobs, get pipelines built, and to stand up for Alberta and a fair deal in the Canadian Federation. Yesterday, over 55% of voters cast ballots for United Conservative candidates for our positive plan to get Alberta back to work. That's the highest share of popular vote uh, for a political party in Alberta since 2001, and the second highest since 1982 in an election with the highest voter turnout, as I've said, in nearly four decades. We are also honored yesterday to have received the largest number of votes cast for a political party in Alberta electoral history, and to have won a strong majority. One of the messages from yesterday's result is that unity worked. When we first proposed uniting free enterprise Albertans into one big tent coalition of uh, common sense values, a lot of people said it wouldn't work and it couldn't be done. But yesterday, the combined vote share, uh, excuse me, the, the vote share of the United Conservative Party was substantially higher than the combined vote share of our two legacy parties in the last election. It turned out that we were right all along, that we were stronger together, that there was a positive synergy as we built uh, what is now the largest provincial political party in Canada, which will form Alberta's next government. Uh, and we will be a government with a strong mandate to implement the detailed plan on which we ran. 117 pages and 375 positive ideas. Never before have we seen uh, such a detailed blueprint for a future government presented to voters. And uh, we can't wait to get to work in implementing that plan in getting Alberta back to work. Uh, that uh, I said last night that we wanted to thank uh, the leaders of all other parties and all candidates who ran, and I'd like to repeat that. Uh, to put your name on the ballot, uh, to, uh, to seek the confidence of your fellow citizens uh, is not for the uh, faint of heart. It requires a, a, a degree of commitment and a real passion for our province. So for the candidates and volunteers of all other parties and uh, our Premier Rachel Notley, uh, Mr. Kahn and Mr. Mandel, I'd like to reiterate my gratitude to them for their love for this province as exemplified in the past 29 days. Uh, I said last night that uh, we will seek to be a government for all Albertans, and I mean that. Of course, not every Albertan will agree with all of our policies that we ran on or that we implement, but I can give you this commitment. We will listen, and we will seek to act in good faith. Let me send a message in particular to the people of this great city of Edmonton and region. I was pleased last night to see the election of several United Conservative future MLAs from uh, the Edmonton and Capital Region. Uh, but I wish we had elected more, and uh, it's sad for me to see a, a number of really great candidates see, uh, running for the Conservative Party in Edmonton who didn't make it past the finish line. But let me be clear, Edmonton will continue to be s deeply important uh, to our work in uh, creating economic growth and jobs. Edmonton has been affected by these four years of economic uh, decline and stagnation, perhaps not quite as badly as other parts of the province. 
But as I crisscrossed this city and the uh, surrounding areas, I met countless Edmontonians who've been affected by the lack of pipelines, by higher taxes, who are concerned about bigger government debt, and who want a government focused on jobs, growth, and the economy. We'll be there for all Edmontonians, including for those who work in our public sector. As I've said before, we want to empower frontline public sector workers, our nurses, teachers, and others uh, to make more decisions. We, don't, uh, we want to liberate them, I should say, from uh, overbearing centralized bureaucracy, and we want to grow our economy so that we have the resources needed to fund high-quality public services. So I, our government will do everything to reach out to, to listen, and to ensure that we represent the best interests of Edmontonians now and in the future. Earlier this afternoon, I had the honor of meeting with Her Honor, the Lieutenant Governor, who invited me to form uh, Her Majesty's next Alberta government. I accepted that invitation and indicated to Her Honor uh, that we would seek uh, a uh, transition and the swearing-in of a new cabinet on April the 30th. It is also my hope that we will uh, be in a position uh, to convene uh, the first sitting of Alberta's next legislature in the third week of May. I can also announce that we are working, uh, work has already begun in planning to implement the agenda which Albertans uh, endorsed yesterday. So bill number one in that legislature session will be the Carbon Tax Repeal Act. Bill number two will be the Open for Business Act. We will also pass the first installment of the job creation tax cut in that first session of the legislature, part of a plan that will create at least 55,000 new full-time private sector jobs. We will also begin implementing immediately our red tape reduction action plan to move Alberta from the most overregulated and slowest moving economy in Canada to one of the fastest moving and freest economies in all of North America. Later this week, I will be meeting with Indigenous leaders uh, from across Canada uh, to deepen the commitment on which we ran to ensure that our First Nations people are real partners in prosperity, particularly in the responsible development of our resources. Uh, and uh, I've today I've also already been in discussions with uh, business leaders in Alberta and others outside of this province. Uh, who are deeply interested in investing more in this province with a government that will welcome that investment, uh, that will make us the most competitive and desirable place in Canada in which to create jobs. So I restate what I said last night and over the last four weeks. For those Albertans who uh, have been uh, anxious about their economic future, whose incomes uh, have been cut, who have lost their jobs, uh, their homes or their hope. For all of those Albertans, uh, hope is on the way. A government that will be obsessed with job creation and economic growth, with getting a fair deal for Alberta in the Canadian Federation. We're already off to a great start and I can't wait for the days that, that are yet to come, brighter days for the people of Alberta. Happy to take your questions. Uh, just a reminder, there is a mic to your left. Uh, we'll ask you to limit yourself to one question, one follow-up. Go ahead, Emma. G'day. G'day. Peter Singh won his seat. What's that mean for your government, considering he's under an RCMP investigation? It means he won his seat. 
I'm not aware of any accusations against uh, Peter, um, and uh, so this is a, this is a gentleman who uh, was elected to the legislature last night. Who's going to be in your cabinet? <laughs> Come on, you're going to throw away your second question on that, Emma. I. Um, I, I uh, we'll sit down and make those decisions in the days to come, but we've got a great caucus to choose from, a very diverse team. Um, you know, this was the youngest team of candidates ever to run for a, a free enterprise party in Alberta, and the most diverse. Uh, Obviously, we'll want to make sure that there's representation from every region, including the Edmonton region, uh, and a good mix of backgrounds. Uh, but uh, we'll get to that in the days to come. Hi. Uh, why do you think uh, the UCP didn't win many seats in Edmonton? You know, it's not the first time that... Um, well, first, let me back up, back up and say we certainly tried. We put a lot of, uh, a lot of effort into, uh, first of all, recruiting and nominating great candidates here. We had uh, a number of great local organizations. Um, we put a lot of resources into Edmonton. And as you know, I spent much of the last week saying that we really wanted Edmonton to be included in a future government. I'm glad that there will be some Edmonton and region voices, not as many as I would like. Uh, but that's not the first time that's happened. Uh, there, there's been a long history of um, free enterprise governments with uh, only a, a relatively small number of MLAs from the Edmonton region, which governments went on to elect more Edmonton MLAs in the future. So that's my goal. My goal is um, to lead a government that that fights for the interests of all Albertans, including Edmontonians, uh, that tr creates jobs and growth and opportunity in this great city, and then we hope in the next election Edmontonians uh, will, will give us a second chance uh, by electing more MLAs. Uh, it's no secret that um, this is a city where uh, there is a larger share of the population whose employment is attached to the public sector rather than the private sector. And um, maybe that's one of the reasons for the historic difference in voting patterns. But I think mainly it's because um, the number one issue in this election was jobs in the economy. And uh, Edmonton has not been as severely affected as Calgary and other parts of the province by the economic downturn. Um, and so I, I think maybe that accounts uh, for for one of the reasons why, uh, for the different regional outcomes in this election. But we still won uh, over 35% of the vote. Uh, we're hopeful about uh, some of the uh, ongoing counts the, with the um, special and uh, non-resident advanced ballots. We're hopeful that we'll have a stronger Edmonton caucus when all, the, when all of the votes are counted. Now, Len Rhodes didn't win in Edmonton Meadows. Um, do you, I mean, how do you feel about that since you appointed him to run there over local candidates? I, I, feel, I, I feel badly for uh, Len and, and frankly, I think he would have been a brilliant MLA uh, and um, very likely a, a minister in the government, uh, a great community guy uh, with a business turnaround background. That's why I th thought, thought it was important to offer Edmontonian somebody of his caliber uh, to be a strong voice for the city. Uh, but I respect the decision of the voters. I know Len feels the same way. Um, and um, let me just say, I'll be reaching out in the days to come to all of our candidates in this city, our local uh, conservative organizations, to tell them that we are going to remain focused on uh, having a strong presence in the city in the future. Uh, and we, we hope that Len and others can be part of that. Hi, Premier Designate. Uh, last night you uh, gave an olive branch to Premier Legault. Uh, this morning he flatly said, no, we don't want any oil pipelines, but 
we might be open for a natural gas pipeline in Quebec. How do we go from there? Can you insert in English and then in French, please? I'll repeat what I said last night and for the last month, uh, that uh, Alberta is going to fight for a fair deal in the Federation. And we don't think it's reasonable for other provinces, like Quebec, to take our equalization money while opposing uh, pipeline projects that can help us to pay the bills within the Federation. Um, having said that, I've always been clear that I want to start it on a positive footing in our relationship with Premier Legault and the government of Quebec. And that's why I spoke for several minutes last night in French directly to Quebecers about how they can benefit uh, by sharing prosperity with us through resource development and pipelines. So I hope to um, have a chance to sit down with uh, Premier Legault. We spoke by phone uh, briefly this morning. He called to congratulate me. He thanked me for uh, the words uh, I offered last night in French. And um, I, I am hopeful that uh, we can find a way to work together. I think we want to start the relationship on a positive footing, look, looking for uh, common ground. I, I've spoken to another a number of other Premiers today about the same issue, who are keen uh, to work with Premier Legault and the Government of Quebec towards our shared prosperity in the resource industries. Um, You've been listening to Premier-elect Jason Kenney uh, making a statement to reporters uh, outside um, the federal building, the legislature grounds. Today we'll go back to him, but uh, just to recap, he's saying that he's honoured to be given a strong mandate. Um, he focused on Edmonton right off the top, saying that um, in Edmonton, wish that they had elected more uh, UCP members. Sad to see some of the great candidates lose, but made sure that... Um, Edmontonians know that uh, Edmonton is uh, important to the party, um, that he's met with lots of people from Edmonton and the region upset about jobs, the economy, and he wants to empower frontline workers, um, uh, you know, teachers, nurses, um, uh, in the days to come, in the months to come. He says there will be a focus on Edmonton and that the party will do its best to represent the interests of the region. Uh, went on to say that uh, he met with uh, her honor, Lieutenant Governor Lois Mitchell, uh, the governor, um, the Lieutenant Governor of Alberta this morning, um, and they've made uh, a plan. April 30th is when the swearing-in ceremony will happen and the transition. Um, the first sitting of the legislature will take place three in the third week of May. Mr. Legault characterized Alberta's oil. He said it was not socially acceptable to have oil, a pipeline full of Alberta oil going through Quebec. What do you make of those specific words? I uh, think they're unfortunate, and I disagree with the Premier. I, uh, the polls in Quebec show that uh, Quebecers prefer uh, to buy and consume Canadian energy to foreign energy imports. Because of the Line 3 re reversal, uh, sorry, the Line 9 reversal, um, there is now a higher percent, most, most energy in Quebec is uh, originally sourced from Alberta, Western Canada, but they still uh, import enormous amounts from the United States and some from OPEC countries. I want to get into Quebec to explain that to Quebecers. I, I think they would see no social acceptability for dictator oil that fuels conflict around the world. And that I will make the argument continually in French, going directly to Quebecers, about how I believe it is in their interests 
uh, to help us get a fair price for Canadian energy to pay the bills in the Federation, including the equalization payments that Quebecers receive. But um, I want to, have, first of all, have a chance to sit down and have a more extended conversation with Premier Legault. Um, you don't start a relationship by, by shouting at one another. You start it by talking and trying to find common ground. That's my, that's my initial goal in that relationship. During the campaign, in terms of first steps, you said uh, that the turn off the tax legislation would be one of the first things, or if not the first thing you would do with your cabinet. Do you still intend on doing that, on, on bringing it into force? And if so, do you expect you'll find yourself in court? Well, we are going to act according to the best interests uh, of Alberta. I think the job of the Premier of Alberta is to defend our vital economic interests. And uh, for me, uh, that means demonstrating to the government of British Columbia and other provincial governments that we mean business. Um, I did speak uh, this morning with uh, Premier Horgan, who called to congratulate me. Uh, we had a good brief uh, initial conversation and agreed to have a, uh, a longer in-person discussion, hopefully before the uh, Council of the Federation this summer. I think Premier Horgan knows very well that uh, we are serious about defending our vital economic interests. Um, I've always said that it's not our intention to begin with reducing energy shipments uh, to uh, British Columbia, but to have the power to do so. Um, the Horgan government called the bluff of Alberta's NDP uh, on the turn off the taps legislation. They said publicly that uh, they'd receive assurances that, that the, the current Alberta government does not intend to use Bill 12. We're going to change that fact. Uh, with the procl with, by proclaiming into law Bill 12 uh, on eight, the afternoon of April the 30th. Um, and then I think we, we sit down with the government of British Columbia with uh, greater strength and clarity about the tools that Alberta can use to defend our vital economic interests. We will, uh, we have a number of other possible consequences uh, for a campaign of obstruction. Now, let, let me say, let me add, I do appreciate that the Horgan government has approved uh, and encouraged the um, LNG Canada project, and we would like to find other ways in which we can work with them. I've always said, just like with Quebec, that we, I want to start by trying to find common ground. And uh, one area of potential common ground is on LNG exports. In our platform, we've committed to doing everything we can to facilitate a second major West Coast LNG uh, facility. That could be a $30 billion plus capital invest investment to create jobs in BC and to get fair prices for gas producers in Alberta. So while we will cert uh, it appears that we will have a c continuing uh, disagreement with them on, uh, on Trans Mountain, uh, we will try to find uh, areas of common ground such as on LNG. Uh, Karen, can I get you to hang on? We're just going to go to the phones real quick. Sorry. Oh, it's getting chilly. Up. Operator, can you please put through the first caller? Our first question comes from Rick Bell of the Calgary Sun. The line is open. Uh, good afternoon. Um, when do you uh, hope to speak to the Prime Minister and um, what are you going to say to him? I spoke uh, to Prime Minister Trudeau this morning. He called and uh, to offer his congratulations. We spoke for about 15 minutes and um, we had a, uh, a respectful conversation um, uh, about uh, a number of issues including the need to get Canadian uh, energy to foreign markets. Um, I was clear about our grave concern over Bill C-69 and how it will further dampen investor confidence in Alberta's energy sector. Um, 
the Prime Minister and I agreed that we uh, will try to schedule a in-person meeting uh, after our government is sworn in uh, and um, we both acknowledged that the timing is uh, is challenging because uh, uh, just shortly after uh, a United Conservative government is sworn in, uh, the federal Liberal government will be moving into a, an election, federal election cycle. So I've said from the beginning, Rick, that uh, just like with BC and Quebec, we will begin with the path of diplomacy and uh, trying to find common ground. Uh, and we hope that we don't need to use more uh, forceful measures to assert Alberta's vital economic interests. But I think Prime Minister Trudeau knows that if we can't get coastal access for our energy, uh, that, that this new government will vigorously stand up for Alberta. Do you have a follow-up, Rick? Yeah, yes, a quick follow-up. Um, what is your feeling um, about the fact that the campaign uh, launched by now the soon-to-be opposition, the main opposition party, against your fitness to be premier and the many, many, many questions about the UCP leadership race and candidate comments, etc., did not have any effect whatsoever, it seems, on the vote count or the seat count uh, from last night. So what, what, is, what is your feeling about the fact that there was a lot of noise about the campaign against you and other such matters that don't have to do with jobs in the economy and pipelines? Yeah. And yet, it didn't affect your victory. Well, Rick, I underscore that we won the largest number of votes ever cast for a party in Alberta history, the highest popular vote since 2001, the second highest since 1982. Uh, I think that is a, a mandate of historic proportions. And I think it confirms what I've been saying for four weeks, that there were really two campaigns going on. There was the, the fake war in social media um, of issues that... Um, were frankly a distraction from the preoccupations of most ordinary Albertans who were overwhelmingly focused on jobs, the economy, pipelines, and standing up for Albertans. And I think, heaven forbid, I think there might have been some of your colleagues in the media who kind of missed the, the real campaign that we encountered at the doors of uh, millions of Albertans. I think by the time all of the advanced and special ballots are counted, we're probably going to be uh, at at or near uh, a million votes uh, cast for United Conservative candidates. Those were positive votes for a positive vision focused on job creation and economic opportunity. So, Rick, I, I take yesterday's results as a confirmation that we were on the right track. I note that by the last week of the campaign, uh, a couple of my um, fellow leaders were standing behind signs saying things like jobs, economy, and pipelines. I think we succeeded in defining the critical issues in this election, and I believe that was confirmed by nearly a million Alberta voters yesterday at the polls. Operator, can you please put through the next caller? Our next question comes from Chris Barco of Calgary Herald. Your line is open. I think we're going to do these inside next time, guys. Well, Mr. Kenny, um, can you tell me, after your discussions with, Mr. with Prime Minister Trudeau, how will you get Ottawa to move as quickly as possible on approving and building the Trans Mountain Pipeline project? Well, we did speak about that, and uh, the Prime Minister restated his commitment to proceed uh, with the process. As you know, uh, the federal cabinet 
is pursuant to the federal court decision um, engaged in supplementary uh, indigenous consultations uh, and I respect that that has to be done correctly and take time to pass muster uh, for any future judici judicial scrutiny. Uh, I shared with the Prime Minister that I had been a member of a cabinet that approved Northern Gateway with the advice of the Department of Justice that we had discharged the Federal Crown's duty to consult um, and that the judiciary keeps moving the goalposts. So I understand that he has to go through that, uh, but he did restate his commitment to go through the process. And I, I, we're going to wrap this up because it is now raining here. Thank you very much, everyone. Appreciate it. Uh, you've been listening to Premier-elect Jason Kenney speak. Um, it started at about 3 o'clock. He's been talking about for, uh, well, about 3.15. He's been talking for just under a half an hour, wrapping things up because it's starting to rain down at the legislature. Um, again, uh, just to recap what he had to say um, off the top, uh, once again, honoured, saying he was honoured to be given a strong mandate. Um, really focused on Edmonton off the, off the top of his speech saying that uh, that they had wished that they had elected more MLAs um that they had uh, wish that they had uh, elected more UCP MLAs and was sad to see some of the great candidates lose went on to talk about how important Edmonton is and they plan to do our their absolute best to represent uh, the interests of Edmonton um, some dates that you want to write down because you've been asking about them April 30th will be the swearing in ceremony and transition so April 30th what day is April 30th as I put it's a Tuesday Tuesday April 30th 30th and then the first sitting of the legislature will be the third week of May. Uh, he said in that time, uh, once uh, they are in the legislature, the first thing uh, that will be done, Bill 1, the repealing of the carbon tax, Bill 2, the Open for Business Act and uh, the job creation tax cut, then went on to say that they would implement the red tape action plan. They said he continues to be and will be obsessed with job creation and job growth. Took some questions uh, from reporters as well, um, talking, asking about uh, Len Rhodes in Edmonton Meadows about uh, the outcome there. Of course, you'll remember that the former Eskimos president was parachuted into that uh, riding. Uh, he lost to the NDP candidate there. He said he felt bad uh, for Len Rhodes. He said he would have been a great MLA and he just wanted to offer um, you know, someone of his caliber uh, to the city of Edmonton and to the, to the party. I uh, was talking about uh, Quebec Premier Legault. You remember last night he spoke in French, was talking about um, pushing for a pipeline and was talking about uh, about Quebec and wanting to make sure that uh, uh, Quebec Premier Legault knew how serious they were about getting one. Um, he said he continued, uh, well, Premier Legault this morning saying, okay, you know, well, I appreciate you speaking in French and, and all that sort of stuff, but we're still against a pipeline. He said he's going to continue to fight for a deal uh, regarding Premier Horgan looking to to uh, talk with him and find, uh, to sit down and uh, to discuss some options. Uh, he says on April 30th that Bill 12 will be put into law and uh, we'll see what happens on that front. And also touched on uh, the fact that he talked with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau this morning. Um, 
Premier-elect Kenny saying that the Prime Minister called this morning. They had about a 15-minute respectful conversation about a number of issues, including getting our oil to other markets about Bill C-69. They're planning to schedule an in-person meeting soon. Um, they said he, he ensured, he, he reiterated to uh, the Prime Minister that he will stand up for Alberta, that they're hoping to find common ground. And um, the, he said that the Prime Minister... Uh, restated his commitment to Trans Mountain. We're still waiting on a final stamp of approval on that.